You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 285. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. everyone. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, and I hope you're doing great. We are mid-September. I feel like time is flying by, and I feel like I always say that. Although looking back, I don't feel like summer flew by. It was very hot and very long and very slow. (laughs) But now the time seems to be picking up for sure. Let's see. The Real Food Reset is already halfway done. It's a 10-day program, and it's going great. Super excited about it. I've had a lot of people email me asking, If you didn't get into that first session, can you still do it? Yes, you can now register for the Real Food Reset program. You can basically start on any Monday. Uh, You just have to register with, and I would say register with about five to seven days ahead of time so you can get some of your prep information and materials so that you are really ready to go with success on day one. So it is now done on your own. We only do a big group format the very first time I offer a program like that, but now you can. So you can go to earnthatbody.com. There is a button right on the homepage. It says Real Food Reset, and you can register for another session uh, that you will do on your own, but it is guided daily. I mean, literally, you get an email every day. You have information on the platform every day that guides you and sort of holds you accountable to keep moving forward each day with meal plans, a strategy to help you really dial in nutrition again. There's even a really fun, I call it the RFR life challenge each day. So lots of great things. If your nutrition has fallen off track, you're looking to get your health back on track as well before the holidays hit, this is a great 10-day program to do it. And let me tell you, I do not starve my clients and I do not put you on supplements and I don't believe in removing whole food groups from your diet to reset your nutrition so you don't have to worry about that. Now today we're gonna be talking about beat downs. What does that mean? Well, I've got five physical workout fitness beatdowns I see happening way too often. And I have three nutritional beatdowns that I see happen way too often. And they are impacting people's weight loss and overall health. And so I wanna make sure today that you are not beating yourself down with these things because they are not benefiting you. And yet, They are things that everybody thinks they need to do to lose weight and be healthy. So we're going to talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Idea Fitness Magazine, the title will not surprise you. It says, Eat Better, Live Longer. Well, hello. That doesn't seem like new news, does it? It says that a modeling study of the link between diet and longevity in PLOS medicine suggested that if men and women change their diet at age 20 to include more fruits, vegetables, legumes, and whole grains, and less red and processed meat and ultra-processed foods, similar to the Mediterranean eating pattern and dissimilar to the typical Western diet, they could increase their lifespan by 13 and 10.7 years respectively. 
The largest gains in longevity were found from eating more legumes, which include things like beans, peas, and lentils. And it's never too late to start on the path to eating better. Women and men who start following a more healthful diet at age 60 might add eight or nine years of life, respectively, according to the PLOS report, which uses data from the 2019 Global Burden of Disease Study. A plant-predominant eating style could even benefit 80-year-olds. Men and women at this age could gain about 3.5 years of extra life from these dietary changes. I just think that's such a fantastic article. Again, eat better, live longer. We already know that. But I think that the, the research was so interesting about how many years of life that you could actually add by eating healthy. Like, that's incredible. So... If you love life and you want to live long, right? You want to see your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. That may be a bit much, but there's a way to help you get there and it's by eating better. Now, one thing I saw in this article that caught my eye, it said that the largest gains in longevity were found from people eating more legumes. That means I got to get on my beans and my peas and my lentils because I definitely don't think I eat a ton of those. So I'm going to be adding those to my diet this month for sure. And then the other thing that I thought was awesome, um, or not that I thought it was awesome, but the fact that they're talking about 80-year-olds changing their diet and adding years, yes, that's awesome. But they also talk about it being a plant predominant eating style. Now they didn't say plant only and I felt like I needed to bring this up because even when you talk about plant-based diets, it doesn't mean you're a vegetarian. So technically if you're on a plant-based diet or as they call it, plant predominant eating, you can still eat meat, but you're mostly eating vegetables and fruits on your plate at all your meals and to me, that's what I already do. I don't consider myself a plant-based eater by any means. I consider myself someone who eats a balanced diet. So I just wanted to bring that up because when they talk about a plant-predominant eating style for 80-year-olds, uh, they're, they're not talking about people going vegetarian and only eating plants. Once again, research is showing time and time again, balanced nutrition wins the game. Now, let me tell you what's not winning the game. Beating yourself down physically and nutritionally. I see it so, so much that I felt like I had to do an episode about this. So we're gonna jump right in with the first physical beatdown that I see all the time. And that would be too much exercise. So people think that they can work off a bad diet and so if they have a bad weekend or an unhealthy weekend, I would rather call it, then they think they can go to the gym and work out for three to four hours and it's going to fix it. Or they think, oh, if you work out two to three hours a day, then you can eat anything you want. Let me tell you something, that is too much exercise. The only time I maybe got close to something like two to three hours, and it wasn't a day, was when I was training for an Ironman. And I will tell you right now, that is a beatdown and not something that I plan on doing very often in my life. I actually don't plan on doing an Ironman again. It's just too much on the body. I did it twice. I'm proud of myself. Maybe I'll do a half Ironman one day, but that is a beatdown. 
Now, what happens when you work out too much? You pump all this cortisol into your body. Now, you've probably heard cortisol before. We've talked about it before. But when you put stress on your body in any way, shape, or form, it could be physical stress from exercise just as much as that stress from work. And when you're under stress, your body releases a hormone called cortisol. And cortisol makes weight loss much more difficult. So if you're working out to lose weight, you're doing yourself a huge disservice if you're working out too much. That could be too many days a week. That could be too many hours a day. Or what about the people who go in the morning and then go at night? It's too much, everyone, and it's actually not benefiting you. Now, the second physical beatdown would be too much hard exercise. So not only are you maybe working out, oh, say you're working out a proper amount of days, five to six days a week, that's fine. But it's hard workouts every single day. That is a physical beatdown. The body does not need to work out so intensely every single day. And when you work out that hard, again, that stress on the body, you're gonna get that cortisol release, It's gonna make weight loss really tough. You wanna know another thing it does? It makes recovery almost impossible. You're never taking active recovery workout days. You're never taking the days off or you're never doing light active workouts. You're just going hard, hard, hard every day. The body can't recover. So when you do that, you decrease performance. Say you're a runner and you do hard interval workouts every single day, you're gonna get slower, not faster because your body is so overtrained and overfatigued. Um, if you lift weights every single day, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're not gonna get stronger if you're working the same muscle group on back-to-back days. The muscles need 48 hours of recovery time. So I typically tell people, don't strength train two days in a row unless you're splitting it up, like you're doing upper body on Monday and lower body on Tuesday. That would be a different scenario. You want to keep your hard days hard, and that's maybe two days a week. I do two hard run workouts a week, and you want to keep the easy days easy. You want to have enough easy days. You can still work out on an easy day. So for me right now, they're recovery runs. They're at a very slow pace, Um, or it could be some kind of restorative yoga. It could be a strength class, but maybe not like CrossFit so super hard that you're just dying You don't wanna do too many of those too often. Again, you wanna keep the hard days hard and you wanna limit them to maybe three days a week and you wanna keep the easy days easy. Now, the third beatdown I see in the physical sense is that people are not taking active recovery days, which we just briefly talked about, or any days off. They'll be like, I work out Monday through Sunday. I never miss a day. Now, right now, some people are going, well, that's not me. I miss way too many days. But some people, they love to work out. I get that. I like to work out too. But they think that they have to work out every single day as well. Now, again, I probably only worked out every single day when I was Ironman training. Um, And again, too much, too much, too much, too much. You don't want to work out every single day. I take one full day off every single week, I take Sundays off. 
and I have several active recovery days where, like we just talked about, they're easier workouts. I still move my body for an hour, but it's not intense. And so that might be some kind of easy yoga. It could even be like a really easy swim. So I do a lot of active recovery swimming right now with my marathon training, but it's like slow and easy. It is not heart rate high. I'm not trying to create some kind of lactic acid in my legs because I want my legs fresh the next day. It's more about movement and sort of just cross training in a light, easy way. So not taking a couple active recovery days a week, not taking a day off, it's a beat down and it is not going to help you get stronger, faster, or lose weight. Now, another beat down that I see And this one I'm seeing a little bit right now with lots of people because September, as I call it, uh, the New Year's of fall season. If you didn't get the newsletter, by the way, I sent out a monthly newsletter and this was the topic that September is like New Year. It's like the second New Year, especially for moms because kids go back to school and the vacations are over and you're ready to get your diet and your fitness back on track, just like after the holidays and New Year's hits, right? So this time of year, what I see as this fourth beatdown is that people are ramping up their fitness a little too fast. So you were doing great in the spring. You were running hard. You were swimming hard. You were biking hard. You were lifting heavy. But then summer hit and you maybe fell off track. You had vacations. You had schedule changes. It was hard for you to keep up. Not a problem. Life happens. We have to enjoy life. That's okay. But now when you come back, you can't go, you can't start back where you were. So if you were running 10 miles on the weekend, on your long run, say, in the spring, but now you've only been barely running at all, all summer, you don't go back to running 10 miles this weekend. That's where injury occurs. You've got to ramp yourself back up slowly. And that could even just mean like you haven't been working out that much. So maybe you're not going to go back six days this week. You're going to go back four days and they're going to be easy days. And then next week you can add a day and add a couple of harder days. And then the next week you can maybe get into a full routine. But trust me when I say if you ramp up too fast, it's a beat down. It's a lot on your system. You might not see any weight loss happening, which is so discouraging when you're first trying to get back on track and you're like, the scale won't move. I just worked out so hard all week. I'm so sore. The scale didn't move. I may as well throw in the towel. I may as well eat the pizza. I, I get it. But that's why I'm trying to tell you what you're doing isn't working and it might be because you're doing the beat down. So, Take your time and ramp back up a little easier if you've taken some time off. And then the last beatdown for physical fitness that I see happening is people who are doing the same workouts every day. And there's two things with that. So sometimes it's the, the studio cyclist, right? They love their soul cycle, they love their Peloton. And they want to do it every single day. And I know it's like fun and the music and the sweating and it's like it's a little bit addicting. I totally get that. But if you're going to bike every single day, 
your body is going to adjust and it's gonna get really used to it. So if you are trying to get more fit, stronger, faster, even lose weight, it's possible that doing the same workout like biking class every day is going to make you hit a plateau pretty fast. And then you might realize, well, I, now I, I lost weight the first two weeks, but now nothing. And I'm, so I do a harder class and I'm doing more of them. And I, I just did a, you know, I'm doubling up now. So now you're turning into the beatdown of too much exercise and same workouts every day. And you've got like the, the triple beatdown going and nothing's working right? Because it's all too much. So instead of doing the same workout, like biking every single day, I'm going to highly, highly, highly recommend that you cross train. Maybe you bike three days a week, but then on the other two days, how about you strength train or do some yoga or Pilates, do different things. I always say every other day, try something different. Um, depending on what you're working towards. Like right now I'm marathon training. I'm in the heat of it here, about to run the marathon. I'm running a lot, (laughs) but that's because that's a very specific plan. If you're not on that kind of plan, then like when I'm not training, I like to do something different every day. I like to bike one day. I like to swim one day. I like to run one day. I like to lift one day. I like to do yoga or I do half yoga, half run one day. That kind of thing is going to be so much better for your body and it's also gonna help you avoid injury. So same workouts daily, not totally ideal. The other thing that I see sort of in relation to same workouts daily are people who love strength only. And so they'll they'll email me and say, I want to do your private nutrition program. I work out every day, so I don't need workouts. And then I always say, okay, just can you tell me on a typical week, what is your Monday through Sunday workout schedule look like? And then they get, well, every single day I strength train. Okay. Well, are you struggling to lose weight? Yes. I cannot drop any weight. Okay. Well, my guess is that that is not enough cardio, cardiovascular fitness. Now, some strength work is cardiovascular. I get that. And it depends what you're doing. But in general, I'm just saying it like it is. I've been doing this for over 12 years. I've worked with thousands of people. And I don't see good weight loss for people who lift weights every single day. And that's all they do. I recommend you switch things up a bit. Um, And that goes the same now for people who only run every single day, or I only bike every single day, or I only swim every single day. Yet you just, you've got to change it up. You've got to include some strength training too. So it's about cross training and adding variety so that you're always shocking your body. When you're not doing different things, you're continuously beating down one part of your body all the time, and it really can become a problem over time. Like I've seen a lot of people who do the cycling classes, and after like a couple years, they can't cycle anymore because their knee is like blown out. It's a lot of repetitive motion to be on that bike every single day, right? Same goes for running. You know, I have a labral hip tear. I actually think it happened from the bike. Um, But repetitive motion over and over, same workouts daily. It's a beat down and it's not going to benefit you. Now I've got three nutritional beat downs that I see. And again, I tend to see, see it a lot this time of year or during New Year's when people are getting back on track. The first one I see is that people are starving themselves because they're going on some kind of diet or they think the way to lose weight and to be healthy is to just eat very little. 
And let's face it, if I'm 50, I'm 50 years old. And in my day, everything I grew up listening to was, if you want to lose weight, you go on 1,200 calories a day. I don't know why everybody in the world would go on 1,200 calories a day. We're all different. We have different body sizes, different activity levels, different heights, female, male. But back then, if you wanted to go on a diet, 1,200 calories a day. So we learned basically, again, in my generation, that eating little, very little, I mean, 1,200 calories is not a lot of food, especially if you're an active person. 1,200 calories is just very, very little. Again, depends how tall you are, because I have some really tiny clients who are on 1,200 a day, but that's because they're very, very tiny. Um, but starving and not eating enough is a beatdown on the body. And it's actually a great, not great, great as in big, it's a big stress for your body to all of a sudden not have enough nutrition. Because maybe if I say it like that, it will resonate more with you. It's not just starving. You're not giving your body enough nutrition. And so again, you're going to lose some initial weight, especially the first week, and half of that's going to be water weight. And then all of a sudden, either one of two things is going to happen. Your weight loss is going to completely plateau and you'll be like, I've done everything and I cannot get the scale to budge. That's one possibility. Um, the other thing is if you do not eat enough, then your metabolism is just going to go all the way down the tank. And that is going to definitely slow everything in your body down. So then you start to feel terrible on top of not seeing weight loss. But not only that, you're going to do what? You're gonna quit your diet, hopefully, because you're starving yourself, and then you're gonna binge eat because your body's so hungry. I always tell people, if you binge after some kind of detox, it's not your fault. That is your body's way of surviving. But then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're putting your body in all these incredibly stressful situations where it's like, I'm going to starve it and now I'm going to eat thousands of calories. It's like, oh my God, your body just went from one extreme to this insulin crazy <laughs> level on to after that. And it's so hard on your body. It's like so mean. The things that we do to our bodies, I swear, it is so mean. And trust me, I did it too back in the day but starving and not eating enough. All it's gonna do is plateau your weight loss, slow your metabolism down, and probably cause you to binge eat and feel like a failure. And I hate to say that, but that's really what happens whenever you go on these starvation, fad, cleanse, detox diets, is you can't sustain them and then you feel bad about yourself. And I wish it were the other way around. I'd rather you feel bad trying to do that diet before you start that diet. Like, God, I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do, that's when you should feel that, okay? Because you know better, especially if you listen to this podcast. I know it, but I don't want you to feel like a failure. It's like, you shouldn't feel like a failure if you couldn't sustain a detox because it's humanly, almost humanly impossible to sustain. And there are some super tough people who can do it, 
but they can't sustain it, so they gain all that weight back, right? Starving, eating too little, it's a beat down. And if you stop doing it, your metabolism can finally get on track. But if you keep going back and forth and back and forth, and so today I'm on this diet and I'm not gonna eat a lot, and by Friday I'm starving and I'm gonna eat too much, and it's the yo-yo, and it is just, it's a terrible way to live life. I don't have to tell you that, because you already know, it's a terrible way to live life. Now the second beat down nutritionally that I see is that people are doing these fasting diets or intermittent fasting, and basically that's going for long periods without food. (sighs) How do I feel about that? Well, I've done an entire podcast on intermittent fasting, so I'm not gonna go into those details here, but feel free to go back and search on iTunes, Kim Eagle Earn That Body Intermittent Fasting. I'm not a fan unless you have some kind of illness where it's a benefit for that illness. This is why. Because if you go for long periods without food, you're simply teaching your body to slow down all systems because you're not going to feed it that much overall. And again, you're just slowing your metabolism down and you're going to make weight loss difficult. In the beginning, you will see weight loss. But honestly, it's not typically something that's going to continue. And you don't have to do that. I feel like people are making weight loss so difficult. What if you just ate a balanced diet from morning till night? That will benefit you and help you lose weight versus going from 8 at night till 11 a.m. the next day without any food. That's a long time. What happens when you go that long without food? It's a stress on your body. And then if you're working out in the morning and you hadn't eaten for that long, it's it's the double whammy beat down. Now you've got no fuel in your system and your performance is not going to be good. You're gonna burn way less calories that way. And your body does that on purpose for survival. So I'm not a fan and I don't, I don't see benefits. I have clients come to me and they said, I did intermittent fasting and I thought it was going well, but after a couple of weeks, it just sort of petered out. And, you know, and they all come to me after and they say it didn't work. Um, now, if you're someone it works for, awesome. If it works for you, that's awesome and keep it up. But I'm just saying, I don't see it work for most people. But again, if it works for you, don't, don't email me and tell me mean things. <laughs> I'm a human being too. I'm just trying to tell you what I see. And again, if anything works for you, you probably are not even listening to this podcast, right? All right. So then the last nutritional beatdown that I see a lot, right, this time of year, is people removing entire food groups from their diet because they think that that's an easy way to be healthy and to lose weight. What am I talking about? Generally, it's carbohydrates. I'm not gonna eat carbs anymore because if I do that, I'll lose weight because carbs are the enemy. No, not true. Hello, not true. (laughs) Healthy carbohydrates are a very important part of our diet. For one, so those people who go on these no-carb diets, so now they're not eating any fruit. Fruit is such an important part of a balanced diet. You want fruit, it has fiber, it has vitamins. Two servings of fruit a day is absolutely fabulous for your body. I highly recommend it. 
There's also things like sweet potatoes. I mean, there is nothing wrong with eating a sweet potato. And there's so much nutrition in it. Why would you give that up? What you're doing is you think you're making weight loss simple by making this one rule. I just won't eat carbs anymore. But it's really difficult on the body to not have carbohydrates because it's the first source of fuel that your body uses, like especially like when you're going to go work out. The first place it goes is it takes your carbohydrate fuel for your energy. And so if you are a runner or a biker or a triathlete or a swimmer, you need these carbohydrates. Again, we're not talking about processed carbohydrates. I'm not telling you to eat white bread and white tortillas and white rice. No, you can give that part up. But don't remove an entire macronutrient like carbohydrates when it is such an important thing for your body, okay? I see it happen too much. Again, it's a stressor on the body and it is a physical nutritional beatdown. It's nutritional that becomes physical because you're gonna be pretty weak after a while of not having carbohydrates. So those are the main beatdowns. I see them a lot this time of year, again, because it's like that second New Year's. And I just wanted to bring it up because I wanna make sure you're aware of it. And I wanna make sure that right now, if you're sitting in your car or you're on a run and you're listening to this podcast, and if you're saying, she's, she's got me nailed, she's got me pegged, I'm doing too much exercise and I took carbs out of my diet and I'm trying not to eat that much so my calories are really, really low. If that's you, I don't want you to feel bad. It's the world we live in, right? That's what people tell you to do. There's so many social media traps and this is what Beyonce did and therefore we should do it. No, 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 this is not true. By the way, Beyonce like took all sugar out of her diet before that one concert and then she like binge dated. I think she even like had a video about it um, the next day. That's just, that's harder on your body. Have none, and then I'm gonna add tons of it the next day. Like that, that really will throw your system off. But when you do these things, I just wanna remind you that it's gonna create more stress on your body. And when you have stress on your body, it's gonna release cortisol. And when you have cortisol in your body, it's gonna make weight loss really tough. And it can also start to impact your immune system. So your immune system will actually decrease its strength from too much cortisol in the body. When you have super high stress on the body as well, it can impact your sleep. And when your sleep is impacted, your weight is impacted. When your sleep is impacted, your health is impacted. I say it all the time, people overlook sleep more than anything. It's probably the number one thing that would improve your health and weight loss, sleep. I might put sleep above nutrition. It's so important and people ignore it all the time. But that's high stress, it could definitely impact your sleep. And overall, after a while, if you keep doing these physical beatdowns and these nutritional beatdowns, after a while, it can actually go into more of a severe level of something called adrenal fatigue. And you do not want to go there. I have had clients come to me after doing like too many endurance events and they were not eating enough and they basically were driving themselves into a hole physically, um, nutritionally, and it was so bad that they basically put themselves into an adrenal fatigue. And it's hard to climb out of that hole. Anybody who's been there knows. 
once you get that depleted, you're not just fixing it the next day by eating more. It could take months to come out of something like that. And I never want you to get to that place. So just remember, a beatdown is never good, right? Never good, no matter what it is. And too much of anything like workouts, too many hard days, never gonna help you. And too little of nutrition and macronutrients, never gonna help you. So always keep it balanced because that is what will benefit you more than anything. If you have any questions, you can always shoot me an email, kimandearnthatbody.com. I am here to help you. This is what I do. If you want to try one of the Earn That Body programs, all you need to do is email me and tell me what your goals are, and I will help assess what program is best for you. If you you haven't gotten back on track from summer yet, I definitely do recommend the 10-Day Real Food Reset because it has been a huge hit, and I did it before my photo shoot, and I know that it works, and I had never felt better. So definitely something you can check out right at earnthatbody.com. Thank you all so much for listening today. Please give it a share, maybe a share on social media. Give it a like when I post it and a comment as well. Always great. I love to see my fans out there. And I will be back next week. But just so you know, the Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.